Let's talk about five things we learned from the tour of the Basque Country. Let's cue that intro! The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness and our longevity? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back to another Roadman Cycling Podcast. The tour of the Basque Country concluded over the weekend. I think it was the best bike race of the season so far. Definitely the final stage was, I came in from a ride on Sunday and it was a tough ride and I was tired. I planned on just going, I hadn't slept brilliant the night before. I planned on going straight to bed and the last 60 kilometers tour of Basque Country were on and I said I'll watch five kilometers and I just got sucked in, sucked in, sucked in. It was so good, as good a television as I've seen. If you haven't watched it, definitely worth going back to watch. We have Primoz Roglic, you know, front of the bike race, ripping it up again. I want to unpack the tour of Basque Country and give you five things that I think we can walk away from knowing that we didn't know before that race started. Before I do that road, man, let me remind you for the fresh time this week, about for the first time this week, should I say, about patreon.com. Roadman, Patreon's how we fund the podcast. The podcast has been going about a year now, and I want it to continue growing into the future. But to be able to do, to be able to put in time expense in hosting, distributing, reaching out to guests, it needs to make cash. And so far, our only way of monetizing the podcast, it's through your user generosity. So if you haven't donated to the podcast yet, I'd ask you to please press pause, head across to the link in the bio. It's just patreon.com forward slash Anthony underscore Walsh and make a small donation because it keeps the podcast on the road. And honestly, for me, it's validation that we're going the right direction when I see these small little donations going in. I was like, oh, that episode touched somebody. That meant something to somebody. They got an insight into a race that they didn't know so roadman i'd encourage you to do that and also you know following me on instagram is always good it's just roadman.cycling and just telling friends about it honestly that's how we grow and it's you know it's your talk show send me messages topics you want to talk topics you want me to discuss guests you want me to talk to it's our little community we're building it roadman so look get behind it five things from the tour to Basque country I suppose number one, we always had that in our heads. Did Roglic, maybe it was in my head more than it was in Roglic's head. And from the result, it looks that way. Can Roglic beat Pogaccia in a time trial? Because after the horror show in La Plata de Belfi last year, where Roglic lost the Tour de France in dramatic fashion in the final time trial, we were all maybe wondering, is it possible for Roglic to beat Pogaccia? Or is it just this mental block he has with his uh, Slovenian compatriot? But on the opening day tour of Basque Country, Roglic put that to bed, winning the time trial and besting his Slovenian counterpart by 28 seconds. Pogaccia was back in fifth place. And interestingly, the Tour de France has a shit ton of time trial kilometers this year and less than 15 hours after winning the tour of basque country roglic was back on the time trial bike and he was doing a reconnaissance for time trials in tour de france so that is a dedication to the craft this man has for time trial and 
If you don't ride your time trial bike at least every second day, you will not be a fast time trialist. I've had the pleasure of being teammates with some blistering fast time trialists, some of the best in the world, and they all ride their time trial bike an incredible amount. It's that restricted hip flexor angle. You need to get used to it and ride that time trial bike very, very often. The second thing I learned is Lotto Yumba can just shorn out this factory like i'm gonna absolutely butcher this name vingard he steps up and he finishes third in the opening tt and second overall and a lot of talk going into tour of basque country was look they don't have a team to back up we don't have our usual sep coos george ben they don't have the team to back up roglic here but then they have this vigarde the Dane, sorry, I'm butchering his name. We have this Dane, he steps up and he's second on GC and he's an absolute beast all the way through. And even on the last day when Roglic is up the road, he's doing great disruptive work and we can see how frustrated Pogacar gets in the chase and that's largely because of him. So whatever's going on at Jumbo Visma, however they're bringing riders through and this talent ID streaming them through, it seems to be working super, super well. Third thing I learned is you need to be able to go uphill to win a race like Tour de Basque Country, but you also need to be able to go downhill. And we've seen this on the last day in dramatic fashion where we had Astana Premier Tech new sponsor. They had them railing a descent with only a few riders able to follow. And Primoz Roglic distant the race leader, Brandon McNulty and Pogaccia to go clear in the decisive break of the day with Hugh Carty and David Godot. Ultimately, they'd go to the finish. Godot takes the stage, Roglic takes the overall, all because of superior descending skills. Skills are a part of the sport that are increasingly neglected in this power meter generation of watts per kilos, Strava segments, and poxy Zwift races. You need to be able to go downhill, around corners, distribute weight, understand grip. You need to be able to do this. It is a crucial skill for our sport. Number four thing I learned is that Roglic is growing as a bike rider. If we think back to Paris-Nice, and his name escapes me, what was the young Bahrain Merida rider that Roglic robbed in the last he was out solo and Roglic attacked and caught him like a few hundred meters not even a few hundred meters like 50 meters from the line to rob him of a stage win the first of his career Roglic was heavily criticized for it Roglic subsequently came out and said it was always the plan to win that stage but it showed ill judgment in my opinion and a lot of leading cycling analysts felt the same and Roglic learned from that today or on Sunday and he I don't want to say gifted David Godot at a stage, but the deal was done. Godot rode very, very hard. The Francis de Jure rider rode very, very hard with Roglic on the last climb. There was a mutual benefit there. Roglic took the overall. Godot took the stage. Everyone is happy. Roglic has made a friend. Roglic is learning. He's growing. He's starting to understand the nuances of the sport. Chapeau to him for that. And lastly, from Tour of Basque Country, we learned that even UAE and the mighty Pogaccia can get it super, super wrong at times. And they had the leader's jersey going into the last stage. They decided to prioritize Brandon McNulty as the team leader going in. Pogaccia's working for him. Then we have a climb and they're slightly gapped from Roglic already as we talked about the importance of that downhill. But on the climb, McNulty starts getting gapped from Pogaccia. And they decide to change team leader on the climb halfway through. Pogaccia plows on ahead. McNulty's left chasing on his own in the yellow jersey. 
which is always a tragic sight to watch the race leader isolated and chasing on his own. So he's chasing, and then Pogacar's in the group ahead, pushing clear. So he's it was a mess. I don't know what they were thinking. There was two things that should have happened. Either A, at the start of the day, they designate Pogacar team leader, and they say, although Brandon McNulty has the race lead, we don't believe he can get over these climbs. Pogacar is the predicted rider. Or B, you say, Brandon McNulty is the race leader. Pogaccia has more important objectives later in the season. He's the protected rider. But they don't need her. They change leadership halfway up the climb and they end up looking like apes. And then we see Pogaccia in this bizarre, petulant, sort of hand-swinging at the young Dane from uh, Jumbo Visma. As if he's going to ride through and chase Roglic. It was bizarre and it definitely, you know, it painted Pogaccia in a light and an image that we prefer not to see him. Bit of a petulant, spoiled kid nearly. Roman, it is the start of another week. Get out there, ride your bikes, be safe, but go exploring and I'm going to chat to you again tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's Anthony again. Really quick, I want to invite you to join arguably the best thing I've ever put out inside the Roadman community. It's a challenge. It's a challenge called the 14-day Kickstart Challenge. So regardless of where your fitness is at right now, this is going to be the catalyst for making you faster and making you leaner. I've created this challenge to take the guesswork out of everything. It's 14 days of training plans, regardless of what your level is. There's masters, beginner, advanced. There's meal plans, shopping list, and even a video course holding your hand and talking you through it all. So what I recommend you do right now is just stop everything, press pause on this audio, and go to roadmancycling.com forward slash 14 day, or check out the link in the bio. That's roadmancycling.com slash 14 day.